You're listening to Women's Cricket Chat with Hannah and Alex. This episode is brought to you by Black Rat Cricket. Remember, if you quote Women's Cricket Chat, you can get 15% off your team wear. Coming up on our fifth podcast for International Women's Week, we've got Shruti and Shilly. Now, Shruti and Shilly are trying to make a difference with the Dream Big Desi Women programme, hoping to inspire women of South Asian descent to pick up a bat and play cricket, but not just focus on cricket, focus on establishing those connections throughout the community. Honestly, we're just so excited to be able to chat to you both. So our first question to kick things off is simply, what does International Women's Day mean to you both? Interesting. We had a conversation on this this morning as well. For me, International Women's Day is every day. I think it's an opportunity to empower women regardless of any diversity characteristics and lift them up and take them on a journey with you. And I'm so privileged that I get to do that day in, day out with the job that I do. Yeah, I can only echo what Shruti says. Um, To me, you know, International Women's Day is a day to recognise women and their achievements and all the things, put a spotlight on the things that they've done that, you know, they do on a daily basis, but people don't know about. So a time to maybe scream and shout about it too. I think um, just to add as well that it's, it's not just about the women as well, it's about the male advocacy and the male support that so many males do provide and empower be it their sisters mothers nieces um to actually fulfill their dreams as well and then the theme of this year is choose to challenge so what do you both want to kind of challenge within your roles and tell us a little bit about what you get up to so i think every day that we speak to a volunteer that we put a social media post out that we we talk about the Dream Big project. I think we're challenging stereotype culture change. I think we're challenging the norm of what um, an Asian woman should and would be doing with her life at a certain age. And I know whenever I have any sort of interaction, be it my team, be it the volunteers that we have, or be wider in the organisation, I think that's the opportunity that I take to ensure that whatever we put out, whatever we do, is putting the women at the forefront of everything we do um and I want to continue that and it's an opportunity to speak up not be afraid and stick to your values of what you believe and that for me it's changing the world a little bit I love that Shruti changing the world a little bit that's like our mantra I love that for me uh personal challenges is um always trying to remain empowered when it's so difficult when we do face so many barriers and always trying to you know there's day we have tough days when you know um it's so difficult to do you know get women out there or get women involved and some of the things that we hear that oh you know um these women shouldn't be doing this or you know within the communities changing these stereotypes and you think oh I'm just really tired but it's that you know challenging yourself going right no I'm on a mission and this is what it is and you know keeping motivated I think that's really important and staying focused and not being you know put down all the time and trying to raise up to the challenges and with the work that you're doing have you found it easy or difficult to shy away from the stereotypes especially being strong Asian women like yourself I would probably be lying to say if it was a breeze and if it was easy. Um, It has been a challenge and I think changing perceptions is huge. Um, And it's true, right? You can't be what you can't see. So we've we've definitely taken the communities by surprise by taking cricket inside a temple inside a mosque um, who said you need you need a green field, right? We've definitely challenged stereotype and 
what's been amazing is that we've been able to take people on the journey. I think this whole project has, it started with the women, it's been built by the women, and it will continue to be moved forward with the women as well. And when you when you build something, when you are an advocate of something, if you really take into consideration the audience that you're speaking to, and it resonates with them, and not a one-size-fits-all, I think it really helps break down them barriers. Um, no doubt we've had a lot of doors closed in our faces. Um, we've been pushed back a lot, um, but we keep going. And I know I couldn't do it, with it without the people that I've got around me and Shirley being one of them. Oh, thank you, Shirley. <laughs> Personal, I think, uh, Alex, you know, the perception of cricket, like when I was young, I had two, there's two sisters and a brother. My brother would bat for 40 minutes and we'd get five minutes to bat and we'd be in the field fielding, making daisy chains. And it was always like that. And um, as recently like I'm talking about the past four years four or five years I've started playing cricket again and I said to my dad so this is you know he's a Asian you know Asian uh, middle-aged man and he's like um I was like dad I'm playing cricket and he goes oh you don't know nothing about cricket I goes no dad I'm playing for a team oh you don't know you don't know you don't know how to play cricket um why are you why are you messing about and I'm like oh then I did my level one and my level two coaching and then I'm like dad I'm coaching cricket he goes oh you don't know nothing about cricket you don't know nothing about cricket he's played cricket all his life then one day I went uh, my dad invited me for dinner and he had guests and I was late um I goes oh sorry I'm late you know I've been coaching uh, young kids at um this temple and um I could not believe my dad he rolled his shoulders back put his head up to these guests and he went yes my daughter's been coaching cricket and I was like did I miss that proud moment? How did that, excuse me, you know, he's never shown it to me, but this is like the Asian, you know, the Asian dad. He never, he didn't actually show it to me, but you could see it was, you know, it kind of cascaded down to other people. And I was like, so he doesn't think it's just rubbish what I'm doing. So yeah, but that is like the typical perception, I think within, you know, with my experience with like my dad. But yeah, but now he's very, he's a lot more supportive. <laughs> but yeah. And for our listeners who may not know what you guys are doing behind the scenes, could you explain what the ECB City programme is and why you guys decided to set it up? For sure. So for the listeners who don't know, the England and Wales Cricket Board have a South Asian action plan. It's an 11 point action plan to better address how best we can engage South Asians into cricket, be it watching, playing, volunteering or working cricket. On the back of that, in 2018, ECB um, secured some funding um, and that's where our, I guess, our project or the baby was born, I'd say. Um, so we secured some funding from Sport England um, to set out and inspire 2,000 South Asian women into volunteering roles. And these roles were linked to our national programmes um, and All Stars Cricket. So research shows that South Asian women are least likely to be active, uh, they're least likely to volunteer, and if they were to do anything, it's to do it via like family or like community. And 2019, what an epic year. Probably feels like a lifetime ago, or what is 2019, right? It was the World Cup, the Ben Stokes, um, Ashes series, that that's memorable. So we thought it's the perfect time to capitalise on that cricket spirit and set out for change. And that's where myself and the team, brand new to the organisation, um, the Assembles 
formed on the February the 12th in 2019 and we went about to dream big and change the world I guess and Shelley is one of our reps in Leicester. Yeah it's it has been it's been challenging it's been really challenging but it's been so worthwhile um to see what we have achieved um and I'm so proud to be part of such a diverse team um you know, and we're doing this nationally, we've come together and it's more, you know, our team is look more like a family, the way we've supported each other and carried each other through everything and shared um, our experiences because it's not been easy and it is a flagship programme. So it's, you know, we are, they are unknown, ter- you know, we are travelling unknown seas, but it's, it has been amazing. And I mean, Shruti has been amazing to, you know, navigate us the right way um it's not always been easy like we've always like there's been occasions when we've gone back to Shruti and said Shruti I just cannot cope but yeah Shruti's I think Shruti's managed to handle us okay hey Shruti I'm still here today right even better (laughs) actually and I've still got a job (laughs) there's something that you said earlier about perceptions and changing perceptions and one of the things that I've realised and I've really had to kind of untangle is like attitudes towards cricket because traditionalists will be like test cricket is the, you know, is the be all end all and all that kind of stuff. But then when I think about cricket, you know, T20, 50 over, and then you bring in softball. And my first reaction to softball initially was that's not proper cricket. Oh my God. Like well, I, as a woman, I'm strong. I don't want to be associated with softball. And then I took a step back and I was like, wait, softball's fun it's engaging completely different audiences and even now I'm like a bit hitting this whether I want to actually go and play cricket I'm like oh it'd be great to go and get back into it like proper like hardball and stuff but then I'm like you know what the softball is an option and I think just creating with different options and different things so you've got like t10s so you've got like pairs cricket you've got like the volley cr- cricket kind of stuff as well so tell us about all the different kind of ways that you're changing what the game looks like to hit wider audiences and make women feel comfortable just giving it a go i'm looking at shilly to like give it a go um, you know you spoke about hannah you spoke about the softball cricket um the softball cricket isn't um when it was when they first designed softball cricket i think it was designed with people who don't play women who don't play cricket who don't come from a club which it's great to attract a totally different audience and drive them in and then maybe you know i've been in i've been in leicester we've played softball tournaments um i've joined like a mumsy team and we've played softball but then with the um intention that if you want to play hardball Yes, let's develop you to hardball. You know, that's an open gate. But it's it's amazing the kind of women, you know, we've attracted so many women. And the, although, you know, you say softball cricket is designed to cricket, it's connecting communities, it's connecting people. You know, it's, it's on a social level. It's, you know, the softball festival. You think about the food, meeting the women, the drinking and everything first. And then you think, oh, yeah, we're going to play cricket. You know, so it's although it's about cricket, it's, you know, there's a lot of things involved and it's, you know, um, it's a great way to bring women together who wouldn't normally play and grow the game in that sense. I think just to add to that as well, Shilly's absolutely spot on. And I think when we set out on this project, I had a vision about it's it's definitely not about hitting a bat and ball. Like that's that's not it. Think about like the connections you make, the friendship circles, the the confidence, that social network you get from cricket is incredible, or any sporting for that matter. And we that's what we thought about when we took cricket to these places that 
don't have a green field or don't have that footfall of um, like people wanted to play cricket. We thought, what are all the elements that cricket offers? That's not just hitting a bat and ball. So that was like bringing communities together, becoming a role model. Um, and c- cricket was just the vehicle. So if you look at any of our promotion, cricket is very minimal mentioned. It's more about like the imagery of a mum high-fiving a daughter, us having like an amazing time throwing the bats in the air. And that's what we really built. And we know that really resonated with the women we're working with as well. Yeah, because I think like for me, it's you've always kind of get told when you're growing up and stuff, you have to prove yourself and you've got to be the best. And I think that gets internalised sometimes when you see all these different forms and you're like, but that's not proper cricket. And it is cricket. Mm-hmm. It's just different. And like you say, the biggest part about cricket is it's meant to be fun and it's meant to connect people and so what whatever the ball looks like and I've seen UV cricket and it all looks just so much fun and I'm like if we can do more stuff like that then mm. how amazing is that as long as I can hit shilly for a six that, that's <laughs> what that is. like I'm winning it's not happening it's not happening but yeah sixes, the, female, the female athlete gotta hit her hit shilly for six sixes shruddy please Please. No, but Hannah, it's true. You know, it is all about fun and it is about, you know, bringing all these women together. And um, like I told you about um, the volunteers, you know, a group of my volunteers, they just came, you know, they came out to help kids, you know, to encourage and, you know, um, what's the word, inspire these kids to play and, you know, just the benefits of being physical and mental, you know, well-being. But what they did was they stuck together, formed a group and started playing cricket to such a level that they're now playing in a Leicestershire County Cricket League, which is absolutely amazing from no cricket to that. I think, well, you know, we're definitely doing something right. So, yeah, I'm super proud of that. But yeah, I wanted to share that. You know, I super appreciate that as well, because I think some of the girls in Leicester have joined in with us at Cooper sometimes as well, because I know Mira does so much work. and Yes, yes, I know Mira very well. And we had, um, whether I'm not sure whether they were your girls at all, which you've worked with, but um, a few of them joined us for hardball cricket coming straight from your softball. Oh, see, it's amazing what you, where that road could lead. And then even going into coaching from there, you know, um, our, the actual program it allows so many courses you know the pathway goes to so many different places including like mental health first aid first aid courses um foundation level one coaching um self-development um courses so it's amazing what you can actually do with cricket so yeah i think it's brilliant even you although they're coming to volunteer they could actually build a career from it to do work experience and all sorts so it's a yeah it's a brilliant program to get involved with and you guys are obviously doing important work to make sure south asian people are more represented not just in cricket just throughout the whole community how has covid impacted your progress COVID has definitely taken us by surprise. I remember doing a presentation in 2019 and I remember my last slide read, 2020 is going to be the best year yet. How wrong was I? <laughs> if, if I could tell the future, I'm going to like definitely win a lottery or something. But um, so I always look back at that slide and I'm like, damn, what what happened? But I think it's it's been really, COVID, obviously there's there's lots where we've seen a lot of our females um, and their families affected by COVID, um, whether that's through job losses or losing 
losing a friend or family and we've just tried to see how best we can be there for, for them um one of the things that we did in 2019 was train a number of mental health first aiders and we what we did was we called up on that throughout 2020 to get the mental health first aiders and my, the whole team's qualified as mental health first aiders and what we did was just checking calls just to make sure that these women were okay and what was really nice to see is a lot of the women who'd volunteered in cricket and our program were actually the volunteers who were then out there making food and helping key workers and making sure the vulnerable had were doing like make sure they had their shopping and giving back to the community and that was so rewarding to see because a lot of them said that if they hadn't volunteered in our program they wouldn't have known to volunteer in the community to make that difference and it was just so nice to see that um we had like one of our volunteers shortlisted as the neighborhood hero um which is really nice to see and we've, we've just tried to keep the spirit up because I think if you look at our brand of Dream Big Desi Women, it's a brand where we we want women to feel inspired and we want f- women to feel connected. Um, so we've tried to keep that going. No doubt we've done lots of quizzes, um, workouts, and I know Shilly's been doing a lot, which I, I'll hand over to her to explain a bit. Yeah, um- that is a good question, Alex, because because of COVID, we've lost that personal interaction and losing that personal interaction, we didn't want to lose our volunteers. So to keep engaged with them was our key priority. And um, we do care, but we did a lot of things. Um, we did well-being calls to each and every volunteer to check in, to check they were okay. Um, we did chai and chat events, uh, which um, we did on a monthly basis where everyone logged in. And we had like, you know, it was like we did a news, a little bit on news, a little bit of gossip, invited um, like some f- famous women, you know, related cricket, related to cricket um, people in um, and interviewed them. We did, um, there were lots of things that we did to keep them engaged. What else did we do, Shruti? There was a... Uh... I want to know more about this gossip. What was this gossip that we had? <laughs> That's like, was I not there? Yeah, no, well, it was chat, a lot of chat. Like when uh, a lady came on and went, Shilly, you do know that your eyebrows need to social distance. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I, we're in lockdown. I've no, we've not been able to go anywhere to get them threaded. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. I think they still need social distancing. Oh, uh, listen. <laughs> but it's just, you know, common non-cricket things that we're sharing, you know, like where, you know, how everyone, you know, what's everyone missing? And it's like, you know, going down to get your eyebrows done or, you know, getting your hair cut or my son cut my hair and this is what happened. You know, it's trying to find, trying to lighten everything. Yes, knowing it's serious but you know knowing that we're here for you and you know it is okay not to be okay and you know we're all accepting of each other and I think that was important support for our volunteers I think definitely but yeah there were lots of things we did do and um Hannah maybe you can volunteer for us (laughs) what about Alex Alex is in London so I Hannah will count as my numbers not This isn't a numbers game, Shilly. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. So we'll refer Alex to Sangi. <laughs> I was just about to say, am I just a number to you, Shilly? Hannah, of course not. Of course not. I feel this is where she's actually trying to ask for your number. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what she's doing and she won't leave you alone now. 
just going back onto YouTube, because obviously you're both exceptional leaders and what you're doing is genuinely game changing. And I absolutely love the messages that are coming across already in this podcast and what you're doing through your actions as well, because words are one thing, aren't they? But actions are a whole another story. So tell us about your leadership style and what's kind of made you proud so far with the city programs. Oh, that's the when I look back, the biggest thing is seeing um my immediate team grow um they're an amazing and remarkable bunch that I get to work with on a day-to-day basis and to see their journey from when they started out like we were we were a brand new team we didn't know each other we'd just been like put into a room in Lords, and we were like yeah this is the team this is the team that's going to change the world and we we just worked together we came on board together and I I vividly recall our first session that we had together every single one of them wrote down why this job was important to them and every single why was they wanted to make a difference to these women's lives and not a single one put about the title not a single one put about working for ESCB or cricket or the world cup it was all about these women and that's where I saw that each of the team were selfless they wanted to put everyone before them and they were genuine about making a change and I think the biggest thing for me is like I'm a true advocate of change the world a little bit. Like I, I'd like to think that my team have the free reign to try things. Um, I tell my team to be bold, be brave and challenge the norm because yes, we might get it wrong and it might not be the perfect thing, but I guess it's better to ask for forgiveness, right? <laughs> um, I'd like to think, but yeah. And I think having a lot of fun along the way, right? Because if you don't enjoy what you're doing, if you're not having fun, so I, d- I definitely try to create fun. I think um, last couple of weeks ago, we we um, sent out like little self-care packages of all the calories in the world that you could imagine and probably diabetes in a box. And then we did um, a fun interactive activity. So it's it's the little things for me that make the huge difference. And um, she will just say something opposite that just disregards whatever I've just said. Yeah, it's all about me. No. <laughs> I'm only joking. No, obviously, um, you know, it is a, for me, it is about the women and making a change. And, you know, being from a South Asian background, knowing that, you know, I was in the field um, making daisy chains when I actually can bat a ball, you know, just as hard as my brother and having that opportunity. You know, I didn't have that opportunity, but creating opportunities for these, you know, for, for our volunteers and for our participants in the programme, especially these young girls. Um, uh, I, I've had a lot of proud moments, you know, my team, the volunteer team being one of them. But one thing that um, I keep, uh, I know I keep papping on about to my team is um, during lockdown, uh, when we could, I did do a program near me, I opened a centre and there was a young girl there. And um, she, she was a participant, she was about eight years old. And um, she came up to me and she said, I want to play cricket just like you. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And I was like, that's lovely. But I've heard, I've heard, I've heard that a few times, you know. And I was like, um, she's like, yes, I want to play cricket just like you because I want your job. And I, the first thing I said to her mom was like, don't bring her back next week. And um, but you know, if we're creating that kind of passion, yeah, we're doing something right. And I love, I love that I did that you know, for that girl. And, you know, she's opened up her world to a whole new range of possibilities, which I absolutely love. Surely That's you the did, best thing about the you job. Can tell me this. Can you give her my email address? And <laughs> her email. <laughs> yeah, she oh, probably could compete. Oh. <laughs> You've probably given me goosebumps, by the way. Oh, 
you know it's good it's, yeah that's what I love about this job and not a lot of people can say they love their job but I can really truly say I'm so happy in my role and just quickly on the topic of leadership are there any strong females that you look to that have strong core leadership values at all Michelle Obama <laughs> <laughs> That is because we always say, I'm like, oh no, so and so's done this, so and so's done this. They go low, we go high. That's all we keep saying to ourselves. They go low, we go high. So, and I, you know, um, I've used that with my son, you know, with my son as well. I always say that to him. But the funny thing was, you, you think he just ignores you. And the other time he, he fell out with his friend and he goes, I know, mom, I know, I go high, I go high. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's actually learnt it, which is amazing. You know, so it does it does make a difference, I think. She has, to me, she's quite inspirational, so. It's so interesting that Shirley, Shirley brought up Michelle Obama. I think, I recall a week, I think it was during the World Cup, and I think everything just kept going wrong for our team. And I think all I started that Monday with, Michelle Obama like I think that whole week there's just all these Michelle Obama gifts in our WhatsApp group and it got to a point where my team were like Schutz Michelle Obama <laughs> and they were just like Schutz stop it now like um but it's yeah it's been so interesting and I think that's that's been like Michelle Obama's definitely been our team role model and leader <laughs> that we've definitely aspired to honestly absolute vibes isn't it like you would you wouldn't look up to Michelle Obama but thinking about representation why does it matter? If you could tell our listeners, why does it matter within the girls that you're working with, the women, the mums? Why Why does it matter? I think it's to that point, you can't be what you can't see. And I know for me growing up, there wasn't like, there wasn't a coloured woman in sport that I could relate to or resonate with. I know I started off being, I want to be a PE teacher, but then I looked around, like when you used to go to these inter-school tournaments, there was just not a coloured female PE teacher. And and I think that's huge because, yes, we can aspire to the big, famous leaders that are out there, like Michelle Obama. But locally, if they don't resonate with you, that that pathway just doesn't seem viable. It doesn't seem um, achievable. And then you kind of stick to your comfort zone and you don't challenge yourself. And that's why. So one of our big ambitions in our project is to create role models through the volunteers and through these activators. They are the role models. Um, and I've definitely seen we were at a session, um, and I think it was in Leicester, um, we, where a mum, uh, mum, the mum was actually the activator, the daughter was um, taking part, and then the daughter was like, oh my god, my mum's a cricket coach. And it was just so special and just so sweet to see that, because she's seen her mum do it. She's not seen her mum in the kitchen doing the traditional things. She's seen her mum in a sports hall doing cricket. And that's one step to challenging what, what the children will see growing up. So it is important. Um, we definitely need to create role models. And I think it's that piece around role models don't have to be um, the big heroes. They can be like, Shilly for me is a role model in what she's achieved and how cricket has saved her life, for example. I totally agree with that, Hannah. Representation is so important. It's so important to get those real role models out there and for them for you know to let everyone believe they can be whatever they want to be, they can do whatever they want to do. I think it is very, very important. And um, I addressed um a temple in Leicester and I spoke to about 10 or 12 women and I said, Oh, come and volunteer with us. You know, it's just doing cricket, it's taking part. And they looked at me and I mean 
saying I don't have an athletic figure you know I'm just you know I but I'm willing to do you know I'm willing to go out and do stuff um and they looked at me and they said one of the ladies said if you can then I can I said of course you can you know and it's that they can relate they can you know it's that mirror image they can see that other people are doing it so why not me why not me you know it's creating that pathway that unusual pathway should I say you know for them but that's why I think it's so important just piggyback off of that how important is it to have South Asian representation in sport particularly cricket and particularly in the current England women's one day side I think it's um super important and I think um it starts like the work we're doing actually starts at that grassroots level so we are inspiring like uh, five-year-olds to come play all-stars and I think you build that base which will then feed into hopefully that pathway like I've got a dream that if one of the girls that we see that comes through all-stars or dynamos then um gets onto a pathway and hopefully represents England one day that will be that sustainability and legacy of our program which we're all aspiring towards and it is important and I think with the Women and Girls Action Plan and with our program and everything that ECB are doing there are the actions and also the examples in place like from the Women and Girls CDO network that we've got the county boards change as well and looking at how they can inspire even more women and girls I think that change is coming I think we've got to appreciate that it's not an overnight fix and to shift the dial it's it does take time but it's so exciting to see that change and I know for a fact or I, I can see the women and girls game is just going to go stronger and stronger in the coming years. I totally agree with that. The only thing I can add is that why not? Why not? There should be South Asians represented in sport. You know, in cricket, especially, why cannot any woman say cricket is a game for me? It should be a game for anyone who wants to play. So, yeah. Shruti always tells me off because she goes, you always wait for people's reactions and then you're like, oh, did I do something wrong? Or did I? Which is, yeah, not so good. Alex, I get names wrong all the time. I was talking to Shruti this morning and I was getting really excited about one of her ideas. And I was like, yes, and we can do this. And we'll get, you know, one of my volunteers met Andy Giles and Andy Giles did this and she was so great. And then after about 10 minutes, Shruti goes, it is Ashley. And I was like, oh, yeah. She is like exiting her way out of ECB right now, literally. <laughs> she was like, it is Ashley Giles. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're so lovely. But she, yeah, so I do get names wrong too. I think um, this is also an opportunity to encourage Alex to actually give cricket a go and to get into her nearest team and play. Hey, come on, we'll, we'll, um, we'll have fun. Whereabouts in London are you? I'm just have one fun. second. She's so... <laughs> I'm actually based in South Croydon. Oh, you should definitely connect with um, my colleague Saba. We're doing some quite a lot of things. So it's not actually fully cricket, but it's like fitness and cricket. So it's another project that we're leading on. Um, um, it's not that I've not played cricket, but I've sort of growing up. Like when you go to Catholic school, they don't really think about cricket at all. So they you go to Catholic school, Alex. Yeah, the, the closest I came to cricket was like you know when you had like the plastic bat and the wickets, like quick cricket. That's quick the closest cricket. I've come to actually playing a proper form of cricket. I really liked it, but it's That's all what... about that representation and seeing it to be it. Because I remember being in like year four, and we used to have like an after-school cricket club, and there was only me and like one other girl who actually like turned up. 
then all the boys just kind of looked at us weirdly and then the coach as well and it made me feel uncomfortable so I think that kind of stemmed in my brain that not so much that cricket isn't for me but that it's very much a male dominated sport which yeah. is a shame you should um me and Shilly just when we turn up to our sessions it's normally me and her right me, me and her just um play about and balls so if you want to join our sessions feel free but oh it'll be great Alex the um, the reason my son goes to a Catholic school that's fast you go Catholic school but you went to Catholic school but um and he doesn't like cricket there might be a theme there not really <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what do you call it? Um, but it's you know, Alex. I did. I joined cricket after being so. I was really stressed at home, and I joined cricket, and it was the one thing um, that you could go and you forget everything. You don't think about your to do list. You don't think about putting the washing on or getting the dinner sorted or you know what you've got to do for your son's um, prep for your son's school stuff tomorrow. You know, it's the one thing where you actually forget everything. You concentrate on the bat and the ball and you just forget everything, you know, and I think that's the great thing about sport. This is the to-do list that just never gets done as well. Just yeah. Even, even if notice, she's on a cricket field. I said my home to-do list and not my work. <laughs> Your work to-do list just it's not either, right? My work list doesn't bother me. I'm joking. <laughs> Similar to your experience, Alex, as well, I think quite a lot of schools... When, especially when I was growing up, so didn't have cricket and didn't play cricket. But I guess that's changing now more, especially with the inner city programs, getting equipment into the schools and getting coaches and volunteers involved and stuff. Is that what's happening? Do you think at the moment is that what's changing the game a bit? I definitely think that because a lot of them, um, a lot of the schools around Leicestershire, a lot of them are doing all stars cricket um, and hopefully dynamos too. But yes, they are doing a lot more cricket than they used to. Um, Leicestershire County Cricket Club have done a great job to try and get into um, these schools to deliver um, all-stars programmes and I know that they've done a lot of festivals to get schools you know interested to the cricket programme so yeah I think it is changing it's changing a lot. And how does that kind of space differ differ as well because I was saying to Shruti like I took it for granted that I grew up in Somerset there's loads of fields loads of kind of cricket clubs and stuff and although like, I wasn't from like a rich family and I wasn't associated to that kind of posh class cricket kind of sport it was on my doorstep and it was easy to go down to the field get a ball get a bat and play so what are the barriers facing especially within inner cities that like participation pathway it's a really valid point and although um I guess having that green rural space for cricket um, is not available in in a city having anywhere you can pick up a bat and ball and have enough space to hit a ball for six like I do for Tishley um you please you can make cricket happen and some of the some of the barriers that we found was just having the opportunities ready readily available so like you've just mentioned that cricket was on your doorstep that's the exact approach that we've taken in these communities in inner city we've taken cricket on their doorsteps to where the women are and where the children are and what we've learned is that a lot of the women that are a part of our program they won't travel further than maximum 1.5 miles to access a playing facility so we had to make sure that wherever we set up centers they were accessible there, there were women could walk to it was safe for women to walk to and it was somewhere where they felt self safe as well and they're all the ones they're all the things that we've taken into consideration and I think it's just the thing that's worked for us and what has really 
given us a really good springboard in 2019 and we're excited for 2021 is we we didn't expect these women these communities these families to come to us we took cricket to them and that's probably been our biggest success so we like I mentioned at the beginning is this whole program has been built by the women itself I totally agree with that Shruti no but it's true I agree with everything I agree with all of that we've took we've taken I agree with whatever Shruti says for the foreseeable future not usually not usually but we have taken cricket to the women you know we've We've shaped, you know, cricket for our women and not the other way around. And just to add to that, some of the best things that we've seen in our programme. So what we found was we found the venue, we found like a suitable location, but then it was like making sure that like appropriate apparel was available. So one of the things that we worked on as a team was to ensure that every volunteer that came through had kit that they felt comfortable in to wear so we introduced longer t-shirts so we knew that was um modest apparel kits so longer t-shirts we made hijabs available for women who wanted it we did looser jogging bottoms so it wasn't as fitted because if you think about sports kits very tight and fitted um and we took all that into consideration so whenever um a female volunteer or a female activator signed up she had the options available to ensure that she felt comfortable and the best story that i remember is one of my colleagues she shared that there was this lady who had never worn Western clothes. She always wore her traditional clothes. And for the first time ever, she put on our activator kit and she felt so proud because it had the All Stars logo on it, had the England Wales Cricket Board logo on. And that was a game changer for for us to, in like 20 odd years or however long it was, for us to change mindset of a female who'd wore something for so long that she was used to, that she was comfortable in, to wear Western clothes. That was pretty special for us. And these changes, um, it made it, the volunteers, you could see the confidence growing the volunteers from these little changes. So they might be little to us, but it was such a huge thing for them. And um, you could see it, the volunteer group grew and grew because word got round, it's comfortable. You know, we worked around them and not, you know, we didn't ask them to fit in with us. So I think that was a huge thing. And you could see confidence grow within these women, which was, you know, phenomenal to see. And you've already kind of touched on it as well, but what are the barriers that do face South Asian women? Because obviously we've spoken about challenging lots of different barriers, but not actually identifying those key things that people perceive. So the key ones are probably the lack of opportunities that are accessible to them, um, time, family commitments, and then also the lack of role models that they can't see themselves. So if you look at promotion material for any, like prior to some of the work we did, if you look at any sort of promotion ma- material in sports attracting women from any sort of other background than British white potentially, there were images of them that they could relate to. So it's it's the little changes that we've made to tick off and to make sure that each barrier we've really understood it found the solutions that suit our women and then made executed the actual action and we've only moved on once we know it's something that works and is sustainable the other thing is that we've actually listened to the women and you know addressed their concerns whether they just be small concerns about safe and secure places to you know to actually deliver the programs and I think that's been vital that um, we've actually listened and then responded you know positively 
in a positive way. Some of the things were doing like women only training sessions. So when we were training these women up to volunteer, you know, making sure they feel safe. And um, an amazing thing was we had a, 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 a late Asian, South Asian lady come in a sari and trainers to the training course, which we thought was amazing, you know, that she felt safe enough that she could come. It was a safe environment for her to come and train. So we thought that was brilliant. But yeah, it's listening to them, I think, is important. Shilly, you mentioned earlier about coaching How easy is it for South Asian people to get their coaching badges? And could you explain a little bit about how to apply for the coaching process? Okay, so Alex, you know, for a South Asian woman to who's just got into volunteering to then put them in a county cricket club setting to get their foundation level one course. Can you imagine how daunting that could be? You know, it's not easy it's like turning up in a sari to a cricket club where everyone's wearing you know all their whites it's uncomfortable it's not easy but I mean what we've done is we've tried to ease that pathway we've tried to do things to introduce county cricket to our volunteers maybe do some volunteer work and say some of these women were excited about doing you know t20 volunteering like just standing at the door and giving things out which you know they get a free ticket out of and it made them feel important which was great but it was making that connection to the county cricket club and then um trying to ease that pathway trying to put on just a female foundation level one course which shooty drove that you know to say let's get this let's put this program on because these women will feel comfortable and it hasn't been easy but it is happening and these women are you know in leicester just before covid i had 10 women go on a foundation level one course from my volunteers which you know that stat in itself i think is phenomenal and leicestershire county cricket have been so supportive in you know trying to get you know supporting them through the course which has been great, but it's not been an easy journey and it's it's not easy for them. But, you know, we will keep going to do what we can to ease the process. We've spoken a lot about obviously participation and just getting into the game, but what's it also look like in the elite side of the game as well? Do we have many young Asian girls coming through the system? Do we know at the moment? Is there going to be more like South Asian girls seen in the England team in the future, do you hope? We absolutely hope that will be the case and we absolutely hope that the teams will be reflective of the communities that we're serving. What's great though is, as I said, that as we build the base and then filtering through will take a bit of time. But what we are seeing is nearly every day we're in conversations with every department within the ECB to talk about how can we make the process, the pathway as inclusive as possible and make opportunities accessible to all, not just South Asians, everyone who has an aspiration to go on that pathway, they have access to the opportunities and we've seen the change I know I've been talking to the women's pathway manager and I know we've we've had lots of conversations around what are the little things we can do like to bring that change and basically hopefully talent spot these young girls or these aspiring cricketers in the non-traditional places because we know that some of these women may not go to a club for their county trial potentially so how can we bridge that gap and make it more accessible but I'm really really hopeful and I'm really really excited for what the future holds because I'm definitely confident that the one we're putting in now will shape the coming months and years ahead I'm hopeful very hopeful I want to see that professional player go from grassroots to you know play for in a world cup game it would be amazing to see and I definitely definitely think that you know it will be and hopefully one day they'll be like yes we were on this all-star program and then I just had the love of cricket so uh, you know I'm definitely hopeful that that will happen all-star to England star 
that is a headline like <laughs> I can see that everywhere that's a movie as well isn't it it's, it's there's, there's actually um I think throughout the women's big cricket month there was the path where it shows it there and there's a big push but yeah amplify that all star to England star who knows right who knows I absolutely love that message and hopefully somebody has got to come through the system hasn't they so there's got to be somebody out there but quickly on boards as well obviously women at board level is quite difficult let alone from different backgrounds as well so what do you think needs to be done within cricket because previously has been kind of a very like white male domain so we're now starting to see lots of female firsts in terms of like the MCC president and the PCA president and all these kind of stuff going on so what's your thoughts there? I think that there's there's a lot of change coming and I think people are accepting that having a diverse or having a diverse range of people around the table will not limit progression it will actually add to the future and ambitions and I think people are really really seeing that having a female or having an individual from an ethnic minority whatever that may be they add value and I think it's really you see that because yeah like you mentioned Claire Connor, Charlotte Edwards there's so much change coming through that people are starting to change definitely it's taken some time but I think they see the importance now to have that change and have that value on their board because again it's going down to our clubs our county boards or even the board are they reflective of the communities that they're serving and I think lots of um, organizations and clubs county boards are probably asking themselves that question just so they can make an impact and attract that new audience to grow the game and I think it, it is happening super fast because we even see not just nationally but locally with Leicestershire County Cricket having Mahmouda Duke on the board which is amazing and I know she's taking amazing steps with inclusion yeah I think it definitely adds value and people everyone's seeing that now and just to sort of bring everything together and to conclude what are your hopes and dreams for 2021 and where do you see the program progressing for the future Dreaming big. For 2021, we want to get back out to these communities, these communities who've been impacted significantly through COVID. We want to show the power of cricket that cricket has to help these communities get back, give them that connection, that human connection, and see the smiles that they can have, be it volunteering, be it on the sidelines, or even hitting that ball for a six. That's our ambition. We want to inspire and reach as many more women as possible to join our nationwide movement and campaign and community and literally just continue change the world. Over the course of, I guess, the next couple of years, we really want to get to that 2000 number and hopefully smash out the field or smash out the park with that and continue bringing change across the organization but also outwards as well which and in sports not just cricket so they're probably my ambitions and hope for this yep dreaming big we want everyone to dream big and we just want to grow you know grow the game and grow the program get more women on board and 2021 i can't wait for you know our women to go out and play and um to deliver the programs and just have a little bit of fun you know that fun element is what we're missing and that you know getting that connection which i'm really looking forward to myself and I just got a message from Alex saying I definitely want to get involved now. So I'm throwing her under the bus. So she's now got to commit because I've just said it publicly as well. Amazing, Alex. Amazing. Shilly, we've done something right today. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've done something good. <laughs> 
Oh, Alex, you won't regret it. It'll be so much fun. Just block Shilly. That's all I all I recommend. Otherwise, you will you will not hear the end of it. Uh, Alex, don't listen to her. Listen to the hundred women I have who say cricket is a game for me because of Shilly. I mean, Hannah's always throwing me under the bus these days, so um, I'm used to it now. Like she's throwing me under. This is um getting a bit scary because you two are sounding like me and Shruti now. <laughs> we have taken great inspiration from this interview, and thanks for being so patient with my question because I couldn't get my words out today honestly I think it's a Friday feeling or... oh no you're, you're I just think it's a Hannah thing yeah well some, yeah but sometimes I've been nailing it and I've been like smooth and then today I've just been like I've got an idea and then I talk and I'm like oh my god what was I talking about and <laughs> trying to re-remember it it's yeah well I'm like that Hannah I was thinking I could have said this and I could have said that and oh, I forgot to say this and but then Shruti says she could Shilly could talk for hours so I'm just gonna make sure I block Shilly after this because like I know she's gonna call me and be like should I have said this she- how did you know I was going to call you after <laughs> I know <laughs> honestly guys if this whole program dream big program doesn't work out you've got a long life career in comedy <laughs> <laughs> we are the triple sisters right <laughs> But in all seriousness as well, like thank you so much for sparing some time. And for us, it's genuinely just about amplifying voices and trying to get stories out there and just trying to fill that gap, I guess, because there's not many people talking about women's cricket as much as there should be. We love it. And we've been we've both been listening to all the podcasts to date. So definitely been enjoying the chats and the conversations. Um, but it's it's an amazing thing what you both mm. are doing to I guess change the world a little bit. It's good getting the message out there. It's brilliant. Anything like that is positive and good. Perfect. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll badger you for some more people if you can identify some good people to chat to as well. And if you go on our website and stuff, there's some videos on there that we've created of what like our women got up to throughout lockdown, but then also what the year 2019 looked like. And we've got some great volunteer story. Like we've got a volunteer who started off as a volunteer. She's in London, but she tra- used to travel to like Bristol to go uh, make cricket happen for the Somalian community. And just because again, it's like to that point where you can't be what you can't see. And and then she stayed with us when our project started, and she now works for ECB because she got a full time job. So we've got a huge network. Yeah, and we've got a closed Facebook group if you'd like to join it it's um dream big desi women so it's just women only so feel free to join and yeah you can stay up to date with all our craziness and all the updates that we do perfect honestly that'd be so appreciated because we just want to keep shouting about things so whatever we can do we're just keen to support so definitely brilliant brilliant thank you just quickly where can our listeners find you on social media to find out a little bit more about yourselves and the dream big program and just general have a chit chat with you guys awesome so for the dream big project you can find out at ecb.co.uk forward slash dream big follow me on twitter at shruti so that's s-h-r-u-t-i 1424 or on Instagram at Shruti Sojani, which is S-H-R-U-T-I-S-A-U-J-A-N-I. Or you can stay up to date with quite a lot of the craziness that we're up to on there. And the Facebook page. And Facebook page, which is Shilly Dream Big Vessi Women. Uh, it is a closed Facebook group for women only. So yeah, anyone wants to join, you can meet like-minded women who are passionate about sports and who want to dream big. So feel free to join. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we shall let you escape. It was lovely meeting you both. I hope that our paths cross again. Massive thank you to Shruti and Shilly for coming on and being guests for our International Women's Week podcast series. 
We wish them all the luck with their Dream Big series and hope they reach those key milestones soon. Coming up on tomorrow's podcast, we've got Beth Barrett-Wild, where she talks all things The 100 and how it's all going to work and how it all goes down. And to all our listeners, if you want to keep up to date with everything we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter at WCricketChat and on Instagram at Women's Cricket Chat. And if you want to give us a like on Facebook, we are Women's Cricket Chat. And if you wanted to give our personal Twitters a follow, Hannah is at HannahT1194 and I'm at Alex Jane Pereira. This has been Women's Cricket Chat. Tune in next time. Bye.